0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October the 29th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so in the traditions of our founding fathers, using the supreme law that I am, the Constitution for the United States of America, the blueprint for liberty. The checks and balances that the founding fathers put in place are brilliant, and we need to use them for our solutions today. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration. We took a break yesterday. Just too much going on, folks. But on Thursday, we had on Brian Russ, RussQuinnigift.com, doing a great job. We talked about the Honest Money Report. We talked about J.P. Morgan's Jamie Dimon says there are worse things in the recession coming. He's pointing to all the trouble in the world, politically speaking, hinting of war. Uh, we talked about Chris Licht, chairman of. CNN told employees in a memo, hey, they're going to be letting all kinds of people go. They're just melting down. Meta braces his profit slumps. Facebook losing money left and right. Ford Motor Company lost a bunch of money on driverless vehicles and everything else. They're melting down. Yeah, they talked about an inverted yield curve between the three-month and 10-year interest rates, showing that a recession is absolutely on the way. Is a financial reset coming in 2023? Many say yes. Time will tell. I think no doubt these things are coming, but I don't dare discuss timing. Whenever you do, you get snookered. We talked about a bill introduced into Congress to try to return to a gold standard. I guess the guy's name is Peter Rakowski. Legislation has been introduced into Congress. They want to return to sound money. Wonderful idea. The new American.com with the details. H.R. 9157, titled the Gold Standard Restoration Act, is sponsored by U.S. Rep. Alex Mooney. He's up Virginia, and they say it would be a, a, an opportunity to restore sanity to U.S. financial policy. Uh, In the list of financial findings, they show that, you know what? We've lost 97% of the dollar's value since 1913 when the Federal Reserve was founded. We've literally lost 30% of the value since 2000. And every 35 years, we get 50% of the value destroyed. Of course, it slows down. And when you lose 97%, it'll take a long time for that last 3% to go away. But we've been fleeced is the point. And they emphasize the need for a stable dollar. They say that it will absolutely make a huge difference if we can return to the constitutional gold standard. Openly, we need to realize that Congress needs to abolish the Federal Reserve. But this is a great first step. Amen to that. And by the way, the California Police Department, the Oakland Police Department, wants to arm robots with shotguns. Are you happy? you comfortable with that? I'm not at all. Anyway, we talked second hour about Nielsen and Amazon fighting over numbers. Related to football ratings, they're debating the numbers. Who's got the real deets on that? Nobody has the facts. I've been telling you that for decades. Everybody used to mock me and say I didn't know enough about IT to figure this out. Everybody else knew the real numbers, except why doesn't Sam? But when you realize that Facebook has a fake numbers problem, that's according to the LA Times, by the way. Yeah, they say literally that, hey, you know what? Facebook's own estimates say that duplicate duplicate accounts represent 11% of their numbers. Fake versions make up another 5%. That's already 16%, folks, and others say the numbers are higher. If you don't believe me on Twitter, what about that? Facebook now admitting they have all kinds of fake accounts. Now, Twitter lying. Elon Musk claiming they have more fake accounts as well. So you know what? Even the social network. Listen, Facebook claims 2.5 billion monthly actors, but they say almost 400 million of the accounts are bogus. Yeah, I claim all those 400 million fake listeners, okay? Okay. See, that's what they all do. And then I tell you, you can't know the numbers because they fudge them and they play games and you can't count on the algorithms. It's kind of like digital vote fraud. You can't know. And everybody else says, oh, Sam, come on. I wish you knew enough about IT because everybody else has the numbers. How come you don't? Well, I'm right. They're wrong. The proof is in the pudding. What more can I say? All right. Pete Sepp, President of National Taxpayers Union, NTU.org, joined us. And we talked about NTU's 12th annual no-brainers list They talked about the top 10 bipartisan bills for taxpayers in 2022. We talked about Biden's bogus build back better. And it breaks ground on a heated sidewalk for the homeless, $20 million. I mean, it's just disaster, folks. Everything we're doing in America is psychotic. All we need to do is return to God, family, and country. That's a recap of Thursday's show. Friday, we took a break. Saturday, it all starts now. Chris Carlson with me. Welcome
2: to the broadcast, sir. Thank you, sir. Without God, we cannot win. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir.
1: Hey, man, we've got so much to talk about, so little time. Let's kick right into it. Turns out that now a Senate investigation concludes that COVID likely originated from a Chinese lab, writes Tony Gray. And there's a big old story behind it, but let me give you some of the details and then we'll discuss it. The report said, because of secrecy by the Communist Chinese government, it may be impossible to prove conclusively. Uh, and my report or my response to that is that may or may not be true. Uh, the sad part is we've been in bed with the Communists uh, on this reality check um, for quite some time. Now they say the staff of the Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions basically studied all the literature and all the information they could get their hands on for like 18 months. No, 15 months. And they say, look, it didn't happen the way the government told us it did. All right. And they go on and on and on with their research, but they give several reasons. They say, look, the problem is that, you know what, you usually see a kind of middle host. If it jumps from uh, a bat to a human, there's usually a, 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 a history where you can watch it kind of jump from host to host. There's no intermediate host. They also say, hey, they had a 35-page report on this thing. And they say they didn't find an intermediate host. That's a failure. They also didn't find any any animal infections predating human COVID-19 cases. The Daily Wire reported uh, on some of these details in this big report. Based on previous similar epidemics such as SARS, etc., they say you usually can watch the mutation happen. There's no known source of an intermediate host, therefore, it didn't happen that way. While it's likely, they say, that SARS COVID 19 or COV 2 originated from a bat virus. There's no way to understand if it really happened the way they claimed how it would travel well over a 1,000 miles and spontaneously outbreak. Uh, as the vi- virus normally mutates in ways that would allow it to jump into other species, there's usually failed attempts that you can see in which it tried to jump and failed, tried to jump and failed, but then it succeeded. They don't have any evidence of that either. So there you have it. Now they also say hey, you know what, if it really came from these bats, you would see multiple people get it directly from these animals and have a correlation. We don't see that either. The Chinese government initially claimed that it came from a market, but you know what, we don't see that anywhere. So it goes on and on. But they say, according to presentations made to the World Health Organization, <coughs> None of the animals after the um, animal markets were closed or on the animal supply chain had the COVID. Additionally, the people who were infected by COVID after going to the market all had nearly identical strains of the virus. And usually if it jumps from animals to humans, there would be multiple strains in the transfer. There were little genetic uh, diversity. And so they say that doesn't work. Anyway, there's reason to believe also that the Wuhan Institute played games and withheld uh, data and was conducting research related to this. So there you have it, folks. And they have a history of viruses escaping the labs. They documented it four times previously. Therefore, that's what you have. They're basically saying, look, all evidence points to the fact that it did not uh was not spontaneous transmission or whatever it came from a lab. Then they finish and claim, yeah, but you know what, it leaked from the lab by mistake. And there's where I would take issue with the report. I think they've admitted finally that it came from a lab. They're not admitting that it was intentionally released. Another
2: topic. Uh Chris, let's go to you. What do you say? well I'm not a virologist, Sam, you know, but I do have a theory uh, basically based on what Joel Scalvin says. He but let me stop you there academic. when you
1: say I'm not a – let me stop you there, though, when you say you're not a virologist. Who
2: cares? Yeah. Uh, don't
1: <laughs> give anybody the impression that you have to be a virologist to have intelligence on this. No,
2: you're right. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't pass a smell test. I mean, this was ideal because there's nothing in the Bible. There's nothing in the Constitution that uh, directly states that the government cannot force vaccinate you or force mask you or force quarantine you, um, et cetera. So it, it was an ideal crisis situation that you knew that they had been thinking about using for years and years and years. The only problem is they didn't have the means whereby to create this modified virus. And I believe that it was created in a Wuhan lab and we funded it. You know we shouldn't have been in Wuhan in the first place, sending tax dollars over there. So, yeah, it doesn't pass
1: a smell test. Well, and that's why I say you don't need to be a virologist or some. That's the part I prob problem I have. I'll, I'll come back to this in seconds, but I, but I want to talk about this a little bit more because this is the problem. We need Nuremberg trials on this, folks. Hang tight, Liberty Roundtable Live, Chris Carlson, Sam Bushman, on your radio. <laughs>
2: I want to dedicate this
1: song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. So I don't want, whenever we talk about these things, it's like, well, I'm not a physician, so I can't make a comment on something or I can't have a view on something. Look, ladies and gentlemen, let me be very clear to you. I, from the start of the pandemic, along with many of my co-hosts, have told you this COVID-19 is bogus. That they're lying about its uh, vir- 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 virility, is that what the word is, how, how fast it can spread. They're lying how bad it is. They're lying about ways to get healthy and well and protect yourself from it. They're lying, they're lying, they're lying on every front of the sun. I'm not a physician, I'm not an attorney. Uh, I, I can just run around and say I'm just completely uneducated, so I can't make any comment on anything, see. But the facts are, how can I turn out right over and over and over and over and over? how can all my co-hosts turn out right over and over and over and over? They said, oh, you get the vaccine, it can't spread. I said, they're lying. They said, you get the vaccine, you'll be safe. And no, I said, they're lying. It won't stop it. They said, the the vaccines are safe. I know we, you know, we've done some tests. They're safe. And I said, no, you're lying. And now they admit everything I said was true and everything they said was a lie. So I'm not a virologist. I'm not a, a physician. I'm not an attorney. I'm not a a uh, scientist. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not a. So, does that mean everything I say is bogus? No, quite the contrary. Everybody who has all these quote credentials
2: was wrong, Chris. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's the thing. So I, you, and I, Sam, have fifty-five years of resisting communicable diseases, and we know that you get cold, or you get the flu, or you get some other communicable disease. Your body, if it's strong enough and, and has the proper nutrition will fight those diseases and you overcome it. And theoretically for the rest of your life, you will not have to deal with that particular strain of virus again. And that for from time immemorial, we have been fighting viruses in that way. And sometimes there are weak people in society who unfortunately it's their time to go because of you know lack of exercise, lack of good nutrition, lifestyle choices, whatever, uh, they succumb mortally to those infectious agents, but it was their time to go. We don't have to shut down everybody else and shut down the economy, and you know, destroy our culture as a result of this. That, that's the argument that I had, and you don't need to be a virologist to make that determination. I made that determination from the very beginning, and I wrote a paper and I distributed it to everybody in my church congregation here in Springville, and I got some pushback, but I did get a lot of favorable comments about it so for me it was worth and people intuitively should know if they have the light of Christ in their heart and in their minds they should they should intuitively know that the government our government all the governments in the world practically in the western world took advantage of this quote unquote crisis to destroy the economy and now we're suffering the consequences thereof so that aspect of it you don't need to be a virologist to determine that, that something nefarious is being perpetrated against a once prosperous society so whatever that's worth
1: well and there you have it and so look you know what fauci is the top quote, virologist or whatever else, and he lied and told us, even though he knew it came from a lab, and even though he had evidence that it came from a lab, he shut down those stories, mocked everybody, criticized everybody as conspiracy theorists, and said he was the, you know, science man, and anybody else wasn't in step with science and and all this stuff, and it turned out he knew all along, and now the, you know, Senate report even shows what we've said all along. It leaked from a lab, folks. And you know what? I say that it was intentionally leaked from a lab as well. You think the communists are just our friends and they, like, leaked it by mistake? Well, if they really leaked it by mistake and they're really our friends, why don't they believe in transparency and accountability then and level with us so we can prove once and for all the facts on that? The fact that they won't cooperate, the fact that they're still hiding information tells me they're not our friends, folks, right? Okay, it says that the communist Chinese, here's what the thing says. Ready? Because of the Chinese Secrecy, it may be impossible to prove conclusively. Well, that's only because our most favored nation trading partner won't be honest, won't tell the truth, won't be transparent, won't investigate. Why the cover up if it's on the up and up? Chris?
2: Yeah, and I think another aspect of this uh, pandemic, plan to make, whatever you want to call it, is to enrage us against the communist Chinese. But look at the culprits here. The culprits are not so much the Chinese. We know that the Chinese Communist Party is evil. And we've known that from 1948 when our own government facilitated that by suppressing the resources of Chiang Kai-shek in, in China after World War II. We, we helped set them up. So we know they're evil. Why are we working with them and giving money over to them and opening trade with them You know, all these years? So the real culprit, in my estimation of the situation, is the American government. We should close off trade to anybody that does not honor the God-given inalienable rights of the citizens. We should have done that. That should have been a policy from the very beginning. So I don't blame the the fox for eating the hens. I blame the person who left the hen house open all night so that the fox could get in. So that's the problem that I have. But I think this is an insidious plan to just try to increase the anger on the part of the American people against the Chinese government and maybe even to one degree or another to the Chinese people, which I refuse to do, and to, you know, further exacerbate uh, foreign relations with them so that in preparation eventually for World War III. And I think Joel Skousen would probably agree with me on that as well. There
1: you have it. I just find it very strange. And I, And what I don't like is this. Hey, if it isn't true, then why did Fauci cover this up for literally a year and a half? Then it broke. Then we find out literally over two years later after, you know, it breaks, we say, oh, um, the Senate says that it was probably a lab. Why did the Senate release that if it took them, you know, 15 months or whatever else? Why didn't they tell us this a year ago? Why did it take 15 months to double down on this? Why did uh, Fauci lie? and pretend that it was not a lab leak, and criticize everybody who, okay, why the cover-up, then finally the exposure, then finally the admission, And then why the Communist Chinese not being willing to be uh, transparent and partner with us on this? If they're our most favored nation trading partner, if all is well between the two countries, wouldn't they want to get to the bottom of this just as much as everybody else? Well, the answer is when it was intentionally leaked from a lab by the global elite, to go ahead and change the affairs of America in an effort to take down America, to reorder the world in George Bush's New World Order. Okay, now you know it's obvious why, right? Okay, so all I'm telling you is we told you this from the start. They lied. They're supposedly the experts. Now what does all Fauci say? Does, and this is the thing, they're not going to put Fauci on the hot seat to answer questions, but my response to Dr. Fauci is this. You mocked Ron Paul. I'm oh, sorry, Rand Paul. You mocked Rand Paul, saying you didn't have a clue, even though he's a physician t- also. Uh, you then argued with Rand Paul. You Okay. But now the Senate investigation concludes that hey, COVID-19 likely originated from a Chinese lab, and the Chinese are covering it up. Are you in bed with the Chinese since you've been covering it up too, Fauci? Or why are you guys both separately, not involved together, covering it up? See, that's the problem is no one's going to ask Fauci these questions, but that's what should have been asked in the first month of this. Not literally yeah. two and a half years later, ladies and gentlemen. This is absolutely criminal, and we need Nuremberg trials, folks. I'm telling you right now. We need to go after these people like you would not believe. All right. Anyway, well, enough of that. Well Sam, can we comment, do one?
2: Yeah, I would like to make a final comment. Let's go one step up the authority ladder. Uh, Tony Fauci was an underling... Of Donald Trump, you have to remember, Donald correct. Trump is chief, not only the chief executive officer of the country, but the chief communications officer of the country. He could have fired Fauci for the, he had over a year to do so. He, he never did, and I don't care if he makes all sorts of excuses like, well, he would have never laughed, or he would have done this and that and other thing. I honestly don't think Donald Trump was in charge. To be honest, you know, to give credence to that theory. Well, either he wasn't
1: in charge or, or he's in on it. You know, either way is not a good look. I'll tell you that right now. And the fast track vaccines or whatever you want to call them, Operation Warp Speed, was all under the Donald. The lockdowns were all under Donald. He's supposedly, you know, the not Beltway, not deep state president. But yet more lockdowns happened under Donald Trump than any president in my lifetime, right?
3: Now you oh, can yeah. say, well,
1: wait a minute. Donald was hands off. It was the state governors, the state leaders that caused it. Uh, I don't know about that either.
2: Well, but as the chief communications officer of the nation, he should have articulated those principles to the people directly. He has that luxury. Nobody else in this world. Think about it. Who else in this world can convene a press conference and have literally tens of millions of people listening, not only here in America but around the world? Uh, he could have used that bully pulpit to our advantage, but he chose not to. And he doesn't have to be a virologist like you pointed out. He has to be a constitutionalist, which he was not. So that's all I have to say about that at this point.
1: Now there's more and more evidence of all kinds of problems with the vaccines. The government tried to literally bury this. Thank heavens, a good judge said no. You got to start releasing information. We're getting all kinds of information now. But there's neurologic side effect, neurological side effects for these vaccines. Uh, it's out of control, folks. But there you have it. All I'm telling you is we told the truth on this from the beginning. And what happened? I got kicked off Twitter for telling the truth. Let's talk about Twitter. We'll do it in seconds. Elon Musk and crew in seconds on your radio.
0: Pursuing liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio
5: News.
6: Families of the Uvalde, Texas, school shooting victims have criticized the head of the Texas Department of Public Safety, Colonel Stephen McCraw, at a Public Safety Commission meeting in Austin. The hearing marked the first public update since mid-June. Texas State Senator Ronald Gutierrez spoke at the meeting.
5: DPS failed on May 24th. It failed to take control of a dangerous situation. It failed to neutralize an ongoing threat. It failed in the aftermath of the shooting, but not following normal triage protocols with the injured. It failed in the days following the massacre by giving false information that was easily, provably false.
6: President Joe Biden will cast his midterm election ballot this weekend in his home state of Delaware, where in-person early voting began. The White House stated that Biden will vote alongside his granddaughter, who's 18, and a first-time voter. Paul Pelosi, husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, was violently assaulted by a man who broke into his San Francisco home early Friday. The attack was intentional and not random, according to San Francisco Police Chief William Scott. The 42-year-old suspect attacked Paul Pelosi with a hammer when officers responded to a priority well-being check. Mr. Pelosi, who's 82, was struck and underwent successful surgery to repair a skull fracture and serious injuries to his right arm and hand and his doctor's expect a full recovery a 4.1 magnitude earthquake shook a small agricultural county in South Korea's central region there were no immediate reports of damage this is USA radio news
0: do you have an idea for a book fiction nonfiction or a children's book we can help you put it together and bring it to market at Dorrance Publishing We have thousands of testimonials from people just like you that we've helped get their books sold in stores and online. We've even got a service called the writer's coach. It's perfect for people that have a book idea in their head and they just need someone to help them put it on paper. Dorrance book publishing has been helping people just like you who have a book idea written or not for over 100 years. Imagine being counted among the most famous authors in the world with your very own book. Call right now and let us help you turn a book idea into reality. It's easier than you think. You just need a little help. Call us now. 800-879-4098. 800-879-4098. 800-879-4098. That's 800-879-4098.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, is Elon Musk Twitter's top boss? That's what you got to ask, huh? I'm going to just say that. Is Elon Musk Twitter's top boss is the question. I find that a very interesting question. I don't know if you know, but he updated his Twitter bio to, quote, Chief Twit is the deal. And then uh, the next headline says Elon Musk fires. Every Twitter exec involved in banning Trump, in banning Trump, I guess, and in hiding the Biden laptop stories as well, left us lose their mind. It's like the gates of hell opened up, says Bob Unra at wnd.com. Leftists and other progressives have lost their cool on the completion of the takeover uh, of Twitter. It's like the gates of hell opened, say uh, many folks on social media. Fox News reported that Musk, the noted billionaire SpaceX and Tesla, literally fired all these people. But you know what, folks? Musk then accused these leaders of misleading him and others over the number of fake accounts on the platform. The focal point over the fight regarding Twitter has been the country's insistent on censoring messages and claiming they have a whole lot of users they don't really have. So there you have it. Um, where do we go from here? Trump seemed happy about it. Everybody feels like this is awesome. Uh, well, I got kicked off Twitter, so are they going to restore my account? There's a lot of questions, Chris.
2: Yeah, well, there's some history in that family, and I don't have all the details in front of me, but I do know that his grandfather was kicked out of Canada for trying to implement technocracy back in the 1930s and 40s. Now, I don't have all the details now, and I'm not saying that somebody's guilty based on what their grandfather did. but It's hard for somebody, I would think, Sam, who's receiving so much money, from governments around the world, most particularly our government, to be objective about politics, because uh, you know, if, if you were working for the government, you'd step lightly, make sure you don't step on some toes that you could benefit from. Uh, as far as what he's going to do, as far as implementing uh, freedom of speech on the platform that he's now the proud owner of, we that has yet to be seen. He has indicated that there will be some regulation involved to twitter what that is i guess we just have to wait and see uh, about the fake accounts yeah that's true hopefully he will be able to get rid of those so that it is an objective indication of you know who really wants to be there and you know what their opinions honestly really are so i don't have any more than that to say sam i i hope it becomes the bastion of free speech
1: all right well is Elon Musk, Twitter's top boss. And this really kind of goes back to the question about the CIA, Operation Mockingbird, the FBI, the Justice Department, and how Mark Zuckerberg literally said, hey, they leaned on me. Uh, I had to, you know, stop certain information. I had to promote other information. And then that's the guy that put $400 million into the elections. And then they say there's no election fraud. Don't worry about it. Elon Musk gets a ton of money from every government project he's involved in, from Tesla uh, to SpaceX to everything else. Everything Elon Musk has built his wealth on has taxpayer-funded partnerships in it from end to end, folks. So if you believe that Elon Musk is going to be your anti-government savior, I've got news for you. It's absolutely, completely bogus. Now, if you think that there will be... um, you know, a better look at Twitter because of Elon Musk compared to these other clowns? I believe temporarily the answer is yes. They're not going to have, you know, Elon Musk, who's kind of touted as an outsider, just like Donald Trump has been touted as an outsider. They're both insiders. They're both very rich. All their lives they've hung around all these rich inside government cats, and they've got rich as a result of it, okay? Uh, Whether it be Donald Trump in New York in bed with the unions and in bed with the whatever's to, you know, and That kind of thing to uh, Elon Musk. Same scenario. Every project he's touched has government money all over it. Right. And they're both just rich as all get out, just like your congressmen and senators are. Right. So let's be very clear. Uh, Will he uh, let the, you know, let up on the gas to make you feel like, oh, yeah, man, there's freedom under Musk now. Of course he will. You know what? They play us like a fiddle, ladies and gentlemen. Of course he temporarily will. Now they say he fired every Twitter exec that was involved there. That's fine. I encourage all of you to track where all these executives land. Do all these big executives then end up on the streets in San Francisco homeless? Or where do they go? You got to trace the money, my fellow Americans. Where do these people go? Where do they land when they get fired? Now, he also said that he was going to really get rid of like 25% of the employees. A couple of thousand layoffs. He hasn't done that yet, has he? Now, they say he walked into Twitter Uh, Headquarters, the liberals just melted down. See, that's all theater, folks. None of that's really true. Okay? Understand, ladies and gentlemen, who Elon Musk is. Not only did every government program he was involved in make him incredibly rich at taxpayers' expense, but Elon Musk was one of the guys. He was the early stage proponents and adopters of and is currently heavily invested in CRISPR. C R I S P E or Do you know what that
2: is, Chris? You you just cut out and you just came back, Sam. Repeat the question, please.
1: Right. Am I cutting out on the air, Cameron? All right, it's your it's your connection. Chris is the problem. But here's the okay. question: Do you know what CRISPR is?
2: C R I S P R. It's a way to splice genes into uh, somebody's genome.
1: Yeah, that's right. C-R-I-S-P-R. It's short for Clustered Regularly Interspaced Short Palindromic Repeats. It's a technology, folks, that research scientists use to selectively modify the DNA of living organisms. Okay, C-R-I-S-P-R was adapted for use in the laboratory from, quote, naturally occurring genome, editing systems found in bacteria so the point is they learned folks how to do this but this goes straight back to the eugenics movement folks elon musk is one of the folks that really has funded it in and really believes in this stuff okay oh yeah he's a socialist he's a socialist with every single thing he's put together, it's had government money. He's like a fascist. All the money he puts together, it's like private ownership, but government control or government you know, funding and this and that. And he doesn't do free market stuff, ladies and gentlemen. He's not a free market advocate. And now you find out he's involved in this gene-splicing, gene-editing stuff. How far away from Bill Gates is this guy really? Right?
2: That's well, what you on, got Sam. to think through, every- folks. Everybody can change. I mean, at one point, Rob... Oh, no, dude, no, 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 no. I don't believe it for two
1: seconds. Okay? I know. Remember, we no, put together the Tesla, ladies and gentlemen, government-driven cars. Who's going to... You know, when you think it's a self-driving car, who drives your car? Let me ask you that. When it's a self-driving car, who drives the car?
2: Uh, the government, basically. <laughs> Whoever's a regulating that computer? A computer, yeah, well.
1: Yeah, and do you uh, think that the government has a backdoor to the operating system for the Tesla vehicles, or do you think the government's just locked out of Tesla's technology there?
2: Oh, no, Sam. The government wouldn't do that to the citizens. They love it. I'm so glad. I'm
1: so safe now. See, <laughs> folks, understand this, okay? This idea that Elon Musk is your friend is not true. Now, here's the question. If he hears this radio show, will he put my account back on Twitter? What do you say, uh, Chris? Am I going back up on Twitter tomorrow?
2: No, not tomorrow. The next day, though. <laughs> yeah, gracious, huh?
1: Not on Sunday is the problem, so therefore you can't, you know, he, he wants to obey the Sabbath. You see what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, okay, folks, this like is what Donald I mean. And, I, and I'm not trying to trash him. Maybe he does believe in more free speech than the other tyrants out there. And I hope that's true. And I hope he puts my account back up. And I hope there's more liberty on Twitter. But I think of every one of these big social media sites, listen carefully to me. Every one of these social media sites now are being taken over by guys who are wealthy as all get out. They were really loved and coddled and adored and promoted by your mainstream and your government. And then somehow recently there's this mass falling out to where they're not an insider anymore. They're the consummate outsider. They're anti-government. They're ready to take on the, uh, the deep state or the status quo or whatever. So you look at it to a T. Elon Musk. Donald Trump, Kanye West, you think all these really rich cats, every one of them has changed and now they're freedom fighters? They're going to go ahead and take care of liberty and the traditions of our founding fathers? Are you kidding me right now? How dumb are we? From SpaceX to Teslas to, you know, this guy wants to literally have this Internet up there. What's that Internet thing called that he's got going on, Cameron? Skylink. Yeah, Skylink or Starlink, yeah, yeah. Starlink. Okay. So, Starlink and then your Tesla car and then your Tesla home technologies. Uh, yeah. And all this stuff. And this guy's into gene splicing with his buddies behind the scenes. But don't worry, he's changed. He bought Twitter. He's a freedom fighter to the up degree. Yeah, him and old Donald and Kanye, right? I'm just saying, folks, huh? you just write down who's right when the rubber meets the road, okay? I'm Sam Bushman. This is Liberty. Your government, ladies and gentlemen, my government, via Operation Mockingbird, in bed with your mainstream media, now, because the new media is taking center stage, literally uses these clowns, these rich people, to turn against government, pretend they're the opposition. The Hegelian dialectic being played against the American people like a fiddle, folks, I'm telling you right now. Yeah, we fired every big old exec over there at Twitter. You find out where those folks land and tell me if it's a, a soft or a hard landing for those poor guys in the homeless food lines now, right? Uh, and then you look at Elon Musk, and you look at Donald Trump, and you look at Kanye West, and you look at all these people, and you find out every one of them is involved in CRISPR, CRISPR technology, if you will, gene splicing, gene editing, the eugenics movement, etc., cetera, et cetera. It's amazing. Now, a growing number of, quote, deep state Republicans— say that Trump won't be the GOP nominee. Uh, um, I want to know your take on this, Chris, because here's what's fascinating. They act like they hate Trump. Okay, That's the common line. All the real mainstream Republicans, Republicans that are center, Republicans that are whatever, deep state, whatever word you want to use for these people, they're all against the Donald. They have been from the beginning, ever since he came down the escalator. That's the narrative they want you to believe. But I got a question. Um, The reason that I'm not, A household name is because the media just ignores me, ignores me, ignores me every chance they get because they know full well that I'll blow up their whole ecosystem, their whole atmosphere. I'll just destroy it all with a few words on racism and on all kind of topics. Right. Well, how come then if they hate Donald Trump so much, do they give him press in every single newscast under the sun? There's almost a newscast that doesn't go by that. I don't hear Trump's name somehow in it. So even though they hate him, they keep him in the news literally constantly. And you know what? Any press is good press. Same thing with Elon Musk. Some, same thing with Kanye West. If everybody's blackballing Kanye and kicking him off and shutting him down and ending contracts with it, why even mention him?
2: Yes, no, you're Because they right.
1: love it, Chris. Oh, yeah. And that is
2: the mystery that I pose to people who are supporters of Trump and, and believe that he's not part of the deep state. I, and I've mentioned on this show several times, I asked the question, why did the media admit to giving Donald Trump $4.5 billion worth of free coverage during his campaign? If Ron Paul had gotten that, and of course their answer is, well, it was negative, it was negative, and that they couldn't resist the opportunity you know, to get good ratings. Well, it resulted in him becoming the president. And the media has nobody but themselves to blame for Donald Trump becoming president. So there's an interesting relationship between him and the media. And you're right. He wasn't uh, an outsider. He was a deep stater. And he didn't do anything existential to change the course that this country is now on. We're careening towards that fiscal cliff, and eventually we're going to get there. We would have gotten there under Trump had he gotten an an additional four years of his presidency. And it doesn't matter if it's so yeah, the, the, the answer to the question is he is a deep uh, he, he His rhetoric was conservative, but if they had given you or me or Ron Paul that much coverage uh, in the media, we we could become president because people would actually realize that the message we have is sincere and based on sound constitutional principles rather than just uh, in rhetoric that sounds good on the surface, like Donald Trump and Elon Musk and. And I would even include Kanye West in that. I've been doing a little bit of research on him, and it it appears that he's a multi—is he a multi-billionaire or just a billionaire once-over?
1: It's hard to say. I think he's a billionaire once-over, and they are right now making the claim that he's now worth less than a billion dollars. So he kind of fell below the billionaire's mark, they claim. Now, this is kind of what I mean. Every news is bad news. Every news is whatever. But you know what? How much free media coverage is he getting— on the back of it so i don't know if you know but cnn money uh the uh huffington post everybody reporting this donald trump has earned two billion dollars in free media coverage cnn money and i'm just saying to you why if they hate him so much why if kanye west is just a piece of trash um whatever they want to say how come they both just stay in the media over and over and over Kim goes against Kanye ye is his new name and man Nike and whoever they're all dropping him like a rock and the poor guy fell out of the billion dollars bracket he's only a uh, almost a billion dollar guy now close but no cigar for old Kanye Uh, the black racist okay they love these topics and they love the polar Hegelian dialectic what if they gave me two billion dollars worth of free coverage I'm telling you right now, if I had $2 billion of free coverage, you think Donald's changed the game with his $2 billion of free coverage? You see what happens if I get $2 billion of free coverage. I'm telling you right now. Uh, People's minds would be blown the Federal Reserve would be on shaky ground the Education Department would be close to being shut down The military industrial complex would absolutely be gutted why because I would tell the truth on all these things I would be relentless these people have done nothing but oh Kanye He's great now. We're all thinking. He's a, a bigot and a racist and a hater. That's all that that battles about right Oh, my gosh, he split the sheets with Kim. Poor old Kim and the kids. Kanye's psychotic. He's crazy. Um, and He's a crazy racist bigot against the Jews. And now you got the blacks and the Jews fighting. And what good does that do for coverage? See, it's all yeah. theater, folks. Donald rolls down the escalator. The poor guy's been attacked for like six years now. Oh, yeah, he got $2 billion of free media coverage. He hasn't spent a penny on it, folks. And then I want Donald yeah. to give me a couple of bucks to run my little old radio station. And Donald's like, hey, how do I even get a hold of him? How can I even know what he's like? I don't know. I have no idea. But, yeah, Donald can call anybody he wants to any time, right? Anybody can call Donald except for me. <laughs> okay, that's what they want you to believe hes one of us. It isn't true, folks. Now you say, Sam, how come you haven't been this blood against Donald before? Look, when Donald's running for office, I give him some credit because he's done some good things. When he's running for office and makes promises, I try to hold him to some of those promises. And some of them he has delivered on, more than others. But he's got to do that, or else he'd be completely ridiculed next go-round. He's got to do enough to keep himself relevant to the conservatives, but not enough to really change the narrative, to really change the game. So he got a lot done as president, but not enough to change the direction of the country at all. I don't know. All of his environmental policies, all the different policies that he put in place, except for one, and that's the pro-life movement. We've gained some ground there, but not enough ground because now the states are just outlawing, you know, pro-life agendas and attacking pro-life Christians and the FBI is being sicked on everybody. And, you know, it's an epic battle. But really, why not just ignore Donald, Kanye and Elon? Why not just be like, oh, sorry about Twitter. Who cares? Why is it it top news all the time? And when we we're going to go into the bottom of the hour or the top of the hour break in about seven minutes when we do i want you to listen to the news and see what you hear it'll be west twitter or donald in every newscast for the foreseeable future folks why okay if they say he's not going to be the next nominee for president why would we give him any coverage at all
2: really chris why yeah so oh it, it's very simple because we, they know that that we are an idolatrous generation and we glam on to celebrities we love those celebrities because, you know, our pathetic lives will never be meaningful, you know, to the degree that a Donald Trump or a Kanye West will be. So what we do is we attach ourselves to them on their bandwagons to give us a sense of meaning, a sense of belonging to something that's bigger than our lives. And once we become attached, every attack on that idol god, in the, you know, in the case of a celebrity – an attack on us, and we get offended. You know, every success that they enjoy is a success that we can chalk up, you know, to our benefit. So it's idolatry. We've been warned about it. The first two commandments and the Bible warns about it, but we refuse to heed God's counsel in this. And by we our liberalize by extension through celebrities, and we and I, I used to do that, Sam. I used to be guilty. I used to be in that boat, but no longer. So you know, every time they criticize Donald Trump, or you know they uh, he has some sort of financial setback or whatever, I don't get offended because I'm not attached to any human being. I'm attached to his kingdom, the growth of his kingdom. So my life is much simpler, much easier to live as a result of that. And I would encourage everybody else to get get off of this. Oh, Idol worship bandwagon.
1: Now they even say this, Donald Trump got far more freedom media, free media covers than even Clinton. So after canceling a rally Friday night, they say that this is uh you know a while ago news, but hey, Trump dominated cable news by calling into all these different shows. They gave him literally a total of forty eight minutes of time. What if I tried to call in? Are they gonna put me
2: on? No, because they, because they're afraid that you're gonna say something meaningful like you just did, Federal Reserve. Uh, exposing the fact that money drives politics. It's not ideas. It's not uh, political philosophies. And it's not it's
1: solutions big. either. And it's not solutions. And yeah. Not, All right. You know, ladies and gentlemen, check people. this out. The real reason media covers Donald Trump so much says Fox because his Trump campaign is fascinating and people are interested in it. See, I don't, I don't agree with that. How is it so fascinating Chris,
2: um, it's not. It's it's. In my estimation, it doesn't move the needle. So you know why even worry about it? Uh, it? It doesn't. I'm not even on. Sam, I'm not even on social media. I don't have time for that crap. I'm too busy working and spending time with my family in a real, genuine, organic way. I don't live my life through electronic media because to me, that is a weak substitute to just talking to somebody face-to-face or, you know, even on a phone conversation. I never understood the, the appeal of social media, and I never understood how people can find enough time to carve out of their lives to, to spend on, you know, sending messages back and forth to people they may even, not even know or they may even be bots for that matter. How would, how would you feel if you spent uh, a significant portion of your life communicating with with what you thought was a human being then to discover that it was a bot programmed by some bureaucrat in Washington, D.C. See, that's why I don't do social media. To me, it's just fake. It's not genuine. It's not real.
1: Well, there you go. And and I bring this up because then the other reason they say people cover Donald is because you either love him or you hate him, and both sides like to hear about the news. See, I don't think so. The only reason you love and hate Trump so much is because of the way they polarize and play the fiddle. Play the Hegelian dialectic fiddle against the American people. They make the lovers love him more. The haters hate him more. They create this divide on purpose. And then they keep Trump in the news. Trump wouldn't have a prayer on this planet to be the next president if they didn't give him all the media coverage they give him. He wouldn't. Yep. Okay, but every time he turns around, he gets media coverage. I'll give you one example. You know what? Elon Musk buys Twitter. Everybody wants to know, what does Donald Trump think of that? Oh, Donald says, I'm happy for him. I hope it goes well. But Donald doesn't say, let's leave a a little cliffhanger out there. Donald doesn't say if he's going to go back on Twitter, even if Musk invites him back. Donald is on Truth Social. And Truth Social, (laughs) Donald says, is doing better than every other media service out there right now. So now they're promoting Donald's new creation, Truth Social. They used to mock his creation and say it will never get off the ground. How dare him? Now they say, oh, him!" Donald says his media group is doing better than anybody else's. This is the media group that didn't exist forever. For-. And then all of a sudden now, it's the Cat's Meow Media Group. We don't even need Elon and Twitter anymore. See? Poor Elon. I Man, I hope he does okay with Twitter, says Donald. And, uh, you know, Twitter needs me to survive. Without me, Twitter wouldn't even survive, says the Trumpster. And okay, and we go on like this. But now what we're doing is we're turning not only Donald Trump uh, into what? The next president? We're also turning him into owning truth social. What happens if the president owns truth social? Then what? Then they'll say, my golly, you can't own truth social and be president at the same time. That's a conflict of interest. And he'll be in the news again. Folks, they will never let this end because it's too good for ratings, too good for money, and keeps their insiders as pretend outsiders. Controlling the news is gatekeepers, folks. Write it down and remember who told you this first. I am Sam Bushman. God Save the Republic, hour two coming up.
0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show.
1: All all right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman, live on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. This is the broadcast for October the 29th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two at two, and the goal always to promote God family and country, and to protect life, liberty, and property, to do so using the blueprint for liberty, the Constitution of the United States of America, using the checks and balances our founding fathers worked so hard to provide for us, and most importantly, rejecting revolution and standing for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Chris Carlson with me for a two-hour hard-hitting bonanza. We're talking about Donald Trump, and all these liberal sources are saying, man, Donald Trump got $2 billion in free media coverage, but how many of them gave him? a lot of that coverage. Uh, But you know, what the deep state Republicans are saying Donald won't be the GOP nominee. And my response is, why is he in the news all the time then? Over and over and over, it just never ends. Uh, And I I went on a rant about that last hour. I want to talk to you a little bit more about this, Chris Carlson. My question to you is, what did Donald Trump really accomplish in his presidency that's lasting now? Joe Biden dismantled most of it. Uh, and a lot of things Donald Trump did, in my opinion, are pretty negative. For example, Operation Fast Track or Operation Warp Speed or whatever you want to call this. Vaccines, lockdowns. There's been in my lifetime lifetime, nothing like the lockdowns under the Trump administration. And you can say, well, Donald wasn't responsible for it. It was the governor's. I would say not so fast, though. Fauci had a heavy hand, never got fired. Uh, a lot of it was propaganda and lies that we've now exposed. Uh, and, and, and you kind of wonder, did Donald do more good or more damage as president? You know what? Our debt ballooned like crazy under the Donald. Uh, we literally created some of the biggest handout socialist programs we've ever created, created the biggest lockdowns ever. On one hand, it's great that he kind of stood up for pro-life. I commend him for that. Uh, you know, the Supreme Court justices he put in place doubled down on that. But now we've got a big old battle in Arizona. They're going to be pro-death for some time longer into 2023, if you heard of the top of the hour news. Uh, so the news is either about Trump or um, about the issues that you know he battled for and against in, in in many ways but what really is the long-lasting legacy of the donald did he get rid of a single government program uh, did he uh, reduce the debt did he bring us back to the constitutional currency did he what did he do that would be long-lasting and super substantial anything
2: you made us feel good sam that's that's basically all i can take away positive from that presidency. He made us feel as if we have a friend in Washington, DC. But all those things that you said were true, you have to realize that during his presidency, and I know Congress takes partial responsibility for this, and you mentioned it, he allowed Congress to appropriate 6.7 billion, no, no, (laughs) I get my B's and T's mixed up, trillion dollars worth of debt under his stewardship, Sam. And that will b- probably be the most uh, damning uh, legacy. And, and you talk about inflation, and I realize that uh, Joe Biden takes partial responsibility as well as Congress for what we're experiencing as far as inflation right now. But you have to realize when you appropriate money, that money does not automatically immediately go into circulation. It takes a few years in some cases. So this inflationary cycle that we're in right now, this 87 Percent inflation which as you and I both know is much higher than that we can put that squarely on Donald Trump's doorstep because a lot of that money that's now circulating is money that he allowed Congress to appropriate and uh, for, for unaccountable and unconstitutional uh, cabinet level departments to appropriate in some cases you know it doesn't always have to be appropriate through Congress and the Federal Reserve by the way Sam can appropriate money uh, without the permission of, of Congress, they can do that. You know, th- 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 there, there's no oversight. So, there's a lot of ways that this, this inflationary uh, problem has been created. Donald Trump did nothing, absolutely nothing, to stop it and a lot of things to actually increase it. And no, you're right. He did not get rid of one unconstitutional cabinet level department, which he should have. Not, no if, government if,
1: agencies went away. You say, well, Sammy did great on the economy. Put together the biggest tax cut package forever, is a trillion plus dollars. And yes and no. You could say that's true, and to some degree, it might be somewhat true. When you look at how much debt we, uh, uh, you know, uh, incurred during that time frame, you say, no, we really just passed it to the next generation, right?
2: Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, that, that that can be as as easily repudiated as it was created because it's fake money. It's it's not constitutional money. It's not backed by gold or silver. Okay, so what,
1: what big change did Donald make? Donald said, I'm going to go after these libel laws and stop people from libel and slander. Well, literally, my dear friend James Edwards, he's on this network. I syndicate him. He's like a brother to me, okay, and he got slaughtered under absolute false pretenses by the media and the courts and Donald did nothing at all. I don't even know I don't even know if he knows about the case, but it's one of the most quintessential cases in history. They literally said James Edwards was a leader and a member of the KKK. He is neither. When proven in court that he's neither, the courts even admit that he's neither, they said it doesn't matter based on Aesop's fables. Hey, it's the company you keep. We can say that anyway. And so they, okay, Donald did nothing. Does he even know about the case? Did he even comment on the case? Is he aware of the case? We don't know, and there's no way to get a hold of him to know. But that's an example where he promised to change libel and slander laws. He did nothing. James got slaughtered. He wasn't even in the game. He threatened to sue the New York Times and sue them out of existence. Uh, Nothing's happened. The New York Times is bigger and badder than ever. They got more digital subscriptions. So this is an example. They promote Donald in the media, and he promotes them. While he's attacking them, he's still promoting them. Any news is good news. Any coverage is great coverage. And so you say, Sam, why didn't you attack Donald this hard earlier? I'll tell you why. I knew all this about Donald, and I told you that I wouldn't vote for him for president, and I told you that he wasn't who you said he was or believed he was, folks. I told you that. But I didn't go hard after him for facts, and I'll tell you why. Because I want to be known as a team player. I want to be known as giving somebody an opportunity for change. So, last hour, okay. what Chris said is he's changed or, you know, kind of joking about this. Look, I wanted to give Donald a chance to really make lasting change. And I warned right when he got uh, nominated or whatever you want to say and stuff like that and uh, elected or what, all these different things. I told everybody, look, the guy's like a crime boss. Well, he's not one of us. Don't believe it for a second. Okay, but you know what? On one hand, I'm close enough to the Trumps. I interviewed a ton of Trump surrogates during the the campaign. He knows how valuable we are in the media to get him elected. So, you know, I I mean, I had Donald Trump Jr. on my program on Super Tuesday for crying out loud. Okay, They know who the movers and the shakers are in the movement and they use us when it suits their, you know, but now I can't get a hold of Donald or Eric or Don Jr. or any of those people. Why? Yeah. Because they're not one of us and they never intended it to be so. Why wouldn't Donald Trump then or Donald Trump Jr. help fund this media program, this radio program, my networks, my efforts? Because they're not one of us. They'll use us yeah. when it suits their purposes. Now, I took advantage of the interview, but I look at this and I go, look, what has Donald done for lasting change? Well, he's created Truth Social. Okay, I And mean, I appreciate that. That's good. It's better than lockdown in your face. So, I'm not saying he's your enemy, but I'm also saying he's not your friend. What has he done for lasting change for the Republic?
2: I don't he's know many He's completely and totally useless, Sam, and you're right. Um, you know, you remember last week we, we discussed Yuri Bezmenov. Yuri Bezmenov made a very powerful point. He said his KGB superiors told him not to go after um, intellectually invested liberals. His superiors told him to go after uh, self-absorbed people who feel that their importance is greater than anything else, including you know, the, the welfare of the general public. Donald Trump fits that category to a T. Donald Trump's uh, you know, biggest agenda is elevating himself to the status of a savior. And people like that are the most easy people to work with as far as their agenda is concerned, Sam, because you can just fill. In. and Joel Skilesing goes on ad nauseum about this. Donald Trump is so full of himself that if he's flattered by his superiors into thinking that he, he came up with this brilliant idea to, for example, uh, to give $500 billion to African-American causes in, in the nation – as soon as he glammed onto the fact that oh finally i'll be able to overcome the stigma of being labeled a racist because i'm giving 500 billion dollars to african-american causes in america yeah let's do it let's do it it completely and totally ignoring or maybe not even being aware of the fact that that's totally and completely unconstitutional so yeah they like people like donald trump because they're so full of themselves they will respond positively to suggestions that will elevate their status in the public eye. And the people are going along with it. That's the sad thing.
1: Now, I want you to think about this. A lot of the accomplishments that they tout that Donald Trump has done, I submit shouldn't be done. So the fast-track vaccine or the Operation Warp Speed should not have been done. You can call that an accomplishment of Donald Trump, but I don't know that it's an accomplishment. Okay? Now think. Think. For a minute, folks. Um, in the Donald Trump era, uh, we supposedly created more jobs than ever. Unemployment was low; it was awesome. But I got a question for you: Is the president's job to create jobs? Chris?
2: Uh, no, that's the private uh, reason. The not private, reserve, the, the the private enterprise. Uh, the capitalist system that the government should stay completely out of, uh, except to protect life, liberty, and property. If they'll stick with that simple three-element role, just to protect our lives, our liberty, and our property, and then let the free enterprise system operate uh, by itself, they will do good. But they've got to meddle. They've got. To, they've got to push uh, for for this particular racial group or that particular sex. Uh, you know, they're a press crash class. Sorry.
1: Yeah. All right. We talk about the border wall. We talk about global independence of energy. We talk about all this stuff. How much of that's in place? No new wars. How We're at over 130 nations militarily. You know what? Joe's undone everything Donald did, even if you like those things. Right. gentlemen so all i can tell you is you know when we look at what donald did cutting taxes that benefited every tax bracket well if you cut taxes but you don't reduce spending all you're doing is putting it on the national debt right double the child tax credit sounds great right except for unless you cut expenses all you're doing is passing the debt to the next generation operation warp speed i've already gone over that disaster eliminating the obamacare penalty we still have obamacare everywhere yeah, maybe there's not the penalty. That's good. But how long will it last, right? Instead of two for one, we uh, uh, got rid of these regulations or whatever. Now it's two for one. That's good. But is it really happening? Are you confident or is it just an announcement? For every new regulation that goes in place, are we getting rid of one? Or For everyone that goes in, are we getting rid of two? Provided the average American household an extra 3500 a year. So just socialism, flat out. Start of the Space Force. Okay, you could say that's needed, but again, all he did is create another government agency, right? If he really did the two for one plan, then if he created a space agency, what two government programs did he delete? Did he get rid of? He instituted what they say is a right to try. Listen carefully. He instituted what is called the right to try, allowing, quote, terminally ill patients to use potentially. Life-saving, unproven treatments. So that means if I'm on COVID and I'm about to die, then I can try uh, ivermectin, right? Wrong. Uh, am I terminally ill if I'm, uh, you know, about to face ventilator? Oh, yeah, you put a bunch of ventilators in place so we could all use them. And once you get on the vent, you almost die. But it, you got to debate what lethal means, right? You got to debate what uh, terminally ill patients. Are you terminally ill if you're on a ventilator in COVID? All I can tell you is nobody's able to try these unproven treatments. Nobody could try ivermectin. Remember, it was horse poop, and Donald didn't do much. He spoke out a little bit about it, but prioritized and made permanent funding for well, black black historic colleges. Why do we want to provide funding for any college, much less a black one? Okay, I don't want a racial debate here, but I don't want government funding that- college either. Chris?
2: Okay. Yeah. Can- and I had to to what you said about the to try legislation that he promoted. Why don't you just get rid of health and human services and the um, the attorney general and not the attorney general, the, the surgeon general, and then we can try whatever medications we want and we can have privatized regulation. See, people think that if the government doesn't regulate, then there will be no regulation. No, but what there will be is grassroots regulation. So if a quack doctor goes off the rails, then the people catch wind of that immediately, and then they organically and naturally reject whatever kind of cures that particular doctor may be offering. It works a lot better than the government regulation because the government regulations always have political considerations and monetary gain considerations attached to it. People don't understand that. It's always politically driven. So he could have gotten, taken the opportunity to get rid of an unconstitutional cabinet-level department, which he failed to do. And he should have. He, well, he swore a sacred oath before God to do that, Sam. And they he say violated he withdrew
1: from oath. the Iran nuclear deal. He withdrew from the Paris Climate Accord. Okay, oh, but can I talk what? about I that? I don't really see all that stuff. All Joe did was put us back in them, right? <clears throat>
2: Okay, so as far as the Paris Climate Accord, I actually did a little research on that, Sam. Do you know when we actually finally withdrew from the Paris Climate
1: Yeah, <laughs> after, he was, after he was out of office, by the way, and then brought right back by Joe.
2: Yeah, for 78 days, and that was after the um, the election that he got defrauded by uh, the Joe uh, Biden camp. For 78 days, from, from the day after the election until the end of his presidency, that was the only period of time that we were actually withdrawn from the Paris Peace or Paris Climate Accord. Sam. I did the research. That's verifiably true. So there
1: you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I just look at this. and So you say, well, Sam, why weren't you this direct at criticizing Donald then? I gave him every benefit of the doubt to accomplish the things that he hoped for and promised. I knew that he was going to win because of the love of the mainstream press for Donald. And, I, and so I wanted to give him a chance to accomplish things. He, he did stand verbally for pro-life. Uh, I think he set the stage to possibly overturn Roe versus Wade. I think that's huge. Uh, he, you know, he, he did some good things, but most of it turned out to be rhetoric because it just got re-overturned. Instead of saying the president doesn't have authority or power for these things and teaching the American people about the limit on the presidency, most of what he did was by executive order, by edict, or by, quote, mandate, and all it did is the next president just overturns it. Now we got this seesaw back and forth of embracing and rejecting and embracing and rejecting all these things by the power of the president. Well, most of that stuff's not even in the power of the president in the first place. Okay, yeah. so we didn't we didn't learn anything. We didn't educate. We ratcheted up the debt. We cranked up operational warp speed. We locked everybody down. We let everybody pedal the, the the lie. Okay, Donald could have got an answer on COVID within days if he tried to. And hey, now the Senate investigation concludes it leaked from a lab. Well, Trump let Fauci lie to us for over a year and a half, saying hey, you know what? It was this and this. All the while. Right? So I don't mean to be doubting everything about Donald. He's done some good things, folks, but not very many. And none of them that I can see are really sustaining or long-lasting or change the direction of the country at all. Now, Joe Biden said airline fee for extra legroom is unfair. They say to people of color. I don't like that because that's a term we don't use anymore. So to black people. What do you say to that? <laughs>
2: Black, black people on average taller? Have longer I have no them. idea. I'd
1: have to research that there. I've never really – I know we're all God's children, and I don't care who's taller or not. I don't really research the differences of black people and white people personally.
2: Yeah, but what what it does, Sam, is it, it creates an issue upon which we can divide, and, and that's the whole thing. And people uh, buy on it. You know, they, they, they allow that to get under their saddle, and they allow that to irritate. You know, that's just another. But things like that, Sam, when I hear those things, I just choose to ignore them because I know that the. the well, so I would say this. Emotions. You take Barack
1: Obama, Donald Trump, and now Joe Biden. Those three presidents have done more to divide the country than you could possibly imagine. They've all been on the same trajectory for that. Yeah. Donald's more divisionary than Barack. Barack's, you know. All I'm telling you is we see this, and it didn't go away under President Trump at all. It got way worse,
2: right? Yeah. There there are so many issues that he could have used to unify us. And to, to use a more conciliatory and, and more, uh, I would say, civil approach to articulating principles, I mean, not that he really has any principles to begin with, but he was, he was very divisionary. He, he chose to, to address issues in a way uh, that divided rather than unified. And I could have I'm, – I'm not that smart, Sam. I could have done – I could have addressed issues like uh, government-funded uh, welfare in a way that did not offend, that, that, that would actually uh, appeal on, on a level that people – most people could understand – In a way that would unify us and it would help the poor people of this country see that you can actually uh, agree in principle on issues and implement policies according to the Constitution where you can agree, where you can unify the country rather than divide. But every, like you said, these last three presidents that we've had have chosen to use their rhetoric not to unify but to divide, and I think that is – The reason that that they were chosen, they were selected by the powers that be.
1: Well, and that's really a a lot of the problem we're facing, ladies and gentlemen. It's a sad deal. Well, I want to highlight this, too, uh, and and I've got some personal experiences with Trump. Look, I I, uh, was very kind and very fair to Trump. I did not promote him. I did not vote for him. But I also didn't down him. But I wasn't a total, you know, I I wasn't a never-Trumper, and I wasn't an always-Trumper. But you know what? There were those around me who were always Trumpers who really huh, they're not even involved with me anymore because they were always Trumpers. And I was fair. I'd give him credit where credit was due and I'd criticize where criticism was uh, justified. Uh, but the always Trumpers just hated me for that. They're just like, come on, you got to get on the Trump. Man. You know, And well, I gave Trump every opportunity to succeed. I literally let Eric Trump. And Donald Trump Jr. come on the radio with me. I literally promoted Donald Trump Jr. promoting his father on Super Tuesday. I did everything that I could to be fair, open, and honest. And the problem is now Trump doesn't even act like he knows who I am at all. Okay, but wait a minute now. You know what? He's got to know who we are. Every issue that's been quintessential to him, we have been involved in. So he says, hey, we got to stop the libel and slander laws. Well, James Edwards is the best case you'll ever get. Hillary even criticized us, telling everybody how powerful we were in the media. Okay? Let's take another instance. Uh, Donald Trump election fraud. We have jumped on election fraud like nobody's business. We've been highlighting it. We've been working with Greg Phillips and, uh, and uh, Catherine Engelbrecht over at True the Vote, the CSPOA, which I'm the vice president of operations regarding that organization. We literally had a press conference. Mike Lindell was there. Where was Donald. Huh? Donald didn't even put a penny in or even acknowledge our efforts. We'll talk about that for a minute and seconds.
5: Your daily
0: Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA
6: Radio News. The Veterans Affairs Department has announced three grants to help veterans who are homeless or are at risk of losing their homes. The grants are for the federal budget year that starts October 1, 2023. Grants will be awarded to eligible organizations in all 50 states, the District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, Guam, and the Virgin Islands. Former President Donald Trump has spoke out directly to the judge handling the New York Attorney General's fraud lawsuit against him and his company, calling him, quote, vicious, biased, and mean in a social media post just days before the case's first court hearing. The former president also stated that as a politician, he shouldn't be forced to deal with legal action until after the midterm elections on November 8th. In a separate case opening statements are set for monday in the trump organization's criminal tax fraud trial following the completion of jury selection arizona's attorney general has agreed not to enforce a near total ban on abortions at least until next year a move that planned parenthood arizona credited with allowing the group to restart abortion care across the state Facebook parent company Meta has been ordered to pay $10.5 million in legal fees to Washington State atop a nearly $25 million fine for repeated and intentional violations of campaign finance disclosure laws. The legal fee that was issued comes just two days after the judge hit the social media giant with what is believed to be the largest campaign finance fine in U.S. history. This is USA Radio News.
1: This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshares. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing.
0: Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800 478 7733. 800 478 7733. 800 478 7733.
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. No one has done more for election integrity than the CSPOA, the Constitutional Chairs and Peace Officers Association. And you say, wait a minute, what do you mean, Sam? Well, I'm not downing the efforts of True the Vote, Greg Phillips, Catherine Engelbrecht, and many, many others. Donald Trump has highlighted this problem, too. And they've done a lot of good. But I don't want to use money or these kind of things to debate how much good someone's done. We literally created a press conference and wrote a press release for one of the premier sheriff's organizations of the country, and we said, look, all 3,000-plus sheriffs need to uh, investigate election fraud, uh, and we need to really get to the bottom of it. This is a serious issue. We have relentlessly talked about this over and over and over. We have backed Donald, uh, etc. okay? And so uh, why didn't Donald Trump come to our press conference? Well, you say, well, maybe Donald's too busy. He's got a lot of stuff going on, right? Okay, what about Trump's sons? What about a delegate from Trump's organization? Nobody came. Nobody. We've been asking for money and for funding. Donald Trump hasn't put a penny into our cause for this effort. There's even headlines that say this. I don't know what this call is, but they call it a Trumpist team. Trumpist team with far-right constitutional sheriffs to promote. Okay, then they go on and on. But uh, you look at this, and I don't see where we, we went to Freedom Fest. That's one of the biggest organizations in the country when it comes to liberty-minded uh, seminars and, you know, events. CSPA to boost sheriff's election fraud project at Freedom Fest. So we had a press conference. We followed it up with Freedom Fest. Shoulder to shoulder, we've worked on these things. But where is Donald? The answer is he's nowhere. I haven't heard from him. I haven't heard from any of his people. I can't get a hold of him or any of his people. Now, he's mentioned 2,000 mules a time or two. He's kind of hinted at some of these things. But now the headline says this, Federal Judge Threatens 2,000 Mules Investigators With Jail. Ordered to ID their confidential sources or go to jail. Artmore, WND.com. So, WorldNet Daily's on it, Liberty Roundtable's on it, CSPOA's on it. Earlier this month, the CEO of Michigan based Connect, Eugene Yu, was arrested and charged by Los Angeles County prosecutors for allegedly storing election worker data on Chinese servers. Where's Donald? Right. I'm going to type in Connex, Eugene, you, and Donald Trump into Google. All right. I want. The, I really want you to understand this. So the most critical things that we need to work on: libel, slander, election integrity, the importance of the new media taking center stage. Donald talks a lot, right? but I don't see him helping or involved in any real direct ways. All right. Now they say headline. The first headline that I find when I type in that Connick, Eugene, you Donald Trump election deniers rejoice at Eugene Yu's arrest. Okay. Then they go on to talk about conspiracy theorists. Next headline, more evidence of rigging after arrest election firm, CEO, how a tiny election company became a conspiracy theorist target okay but where is donald nowhere what what do i got to do here donald trump mr you how come there's nothing on it Donald Trump biography, education, Donald Trump's YouTube channel. Donald Trump stand-up comedy. Donald Trump sings happy birthday to Joe Biden. Here's how you know Donald Trump's afraid of Ron DeSantis. Donald Trump, you're fired compilation. Donald J. Trump at real Donald Trump. It's his media accounts. Okay, I don't see anything here. Folks, how come? I thought that election fraud...
2: And the media were two of his biggest, biggest issues. Chris, has he even come out and made a statement on two thousand mules? I mean, that is blockbuster. You and I both saw that, Sam, and uh, my mind was blown. I thought, okay, certainly we're going to make some headway with with these verifiable exposures of the facts. Uh, has he even came came yeah, out? Yeah, Donald with a Trump did slam
1: Fox News and did uh, echoes Donish's two thousand mules complaint. So he's done a little bit to, to, you know, highlight 2,000 mules, but not
2: much. But but you see, he could, get, he could convene a press conference this afternoon and address the American people and say, uh, uh, my brothers and sisters of the conservative movement here in America, I want you to go out and see this movie. He could have promoted the now, movie. And Let say- me stop you there, though. When we have
1: a press conference at the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association— Right on the heels of Freedom Fest, one of the biggest conservative conferences in the country, in Las Vegas. And Catherine Engelbrecht, the leader of Truth of Vote, Greg Phillips, one of the chief researchers who really built all the investigative data for 2,000 mules. And then Richard Mack, who beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court over the Brady Bill, literally openly in a press conference calls for all 3,000 plus sheriffs to look into and investigate election fraud. Sam Bushman's there. Richard Mack's there. Greg Phillips is there. Catherine Engelbrecht is there. Even Mike Lindell is there. And Donald yeah. doesn't even acknowledge the event happened.
2: Yep. What do you well, say that to that? Tells you we're, How genuine is
1: this really?
2: Yeah. So he, he's really not serious about uncovering uh, election fraud, which, by the way, we're probably going to experience it, it, and just as seriously, if not more, in the next two weeks as we have uh, in the past, Sam. But there's nothing you can do about it because there's no way we can verify things as long as we insist on using these machines. And I think that's the crux of the problem. Uh, we have to go back to paper ballots, simple, simple. There's no argument about it because there's no way to verify the results of the election as long as we're putting them into a machine, and we don't know where that information is going or what's being done with it. So, yeah, no, you're right. He's missing in action. He is not serious about uncovering election fraud. He's not serious about restoring constitutional principles. He's not serious about any of these things, and I think that he is still a Democrat at heart in in the sense – and I heard somebody the other day say – you know if you boil it down uh being a liberal democrat it boils down to one thing you worship yourself you you care only about one person and one person only and that is yourself and i think that's the description under which donald trump uh fits perfectly i think he's just a, a self-promoter and anything that advances him as an individual he's for and anything that does the the opposite he, he doesn't care about and standing up for constitutional principles he's been told uh, will not advance his cause. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know.
1: So I look up CSPOA, election fraud Donald Trump, and I look up true the vote, election fraud Donald Trump, and I don't see any stories where Trump has even spoken out in defense of or support of either, not verbally, not physically with his presence or his support of somebody on his team or his staff, uh, no money flowing, you know. True, the vote and CSPA could really use a couple of hundred thousand, a couple of million, whatever dollars from Donald Trump. Just imagine. But nothing, Chris. And I'm just telling you, what's more important than a guy who beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court, who is a leader who encourages three thousand sheriffs using all of our clout and all of our ability to say we've got to investigate election fraud, and he doesn't says nothing.
2: Well, you know, and 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 that's a. That's incredible, but he doesn't do that. What's even more incredible, Sam, is the fact that he continues to get the grassroots support from rank-and-file American citizens, conservative American citizens, I would add. And so the, the CEO, people-
1: Mr. Eugene, you got arrested. Chris, uh-huh. sorry to interrupt, but the CEO got arrested uh, with the group that we were with, Catherine Engelbrecht, through the vote, releasing all that information we were one of the greatest people to help through the vote yeah. carry the ball on that and donald doesn't even acknowledge it happening does he yeah
2: you've been and you've been publicizing that that's huge news that is monstrous news that should be front page headline news on the new york times and the Washington and now greg times. says we'll go to jail unless we comply where's donald yeah yeah he he knows about the, what these things he he's uh, purposely choosing to ignore them because those two individuals he's been told by his superiors and yes he has superiors that international bankers <laughs> run the show and he doesn't say or do anything without their permission I guarantee you because he's soaked in with the Rothschild banking family I can prove it in 1990 he was bailed out by one Wilbur Ross who later would become his Secretary of Commerce in his administration But through the banking institutions, he was bailed out. Otherwise, he would have been financially broken today. Well, when Donald Trump was
1: speaking, they started to talk about George Soros. And Donald said, hey, just leave George alone. He didn't do anything to you. Just leave George Soros alone. That's what Donald said. Quick pause. Liberty Roundtable Live.
4: or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account. Because we're a UPMA member family, Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org.
0: As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit call call for civility.com for more details CallForCivility.com.
1: all right so i look at it and say you know when when he talks about things i appreciate his rhetoric a lot of it's really good the problem that i see ladies and gentlemen is i don't really see pay dirt for his rhetoric Right? What has he done? What has he done, really, to help us? We have promoted election integrity fraud, True the Vote and CSPUA, as much, if not more, than anybody else. True the Vote, we backed 100% and endorsed them and said, hey, they're telling you the truth on Connex. And and Trump has said nothing. He's funded us to the amount of $0. He hasn't even acknowledged us that I know. If he has acknowledged us, then it would sure be nice for me to know about it. Okay, this is what I mean about I appreciate his talk. But I don't see the walk matching the talk. And I gave him every opportunity to deal with this. Okay, we need funding to get the word out. We can't get anybody to help us. Okay, now all Donald would need to do is come to one of our events and say, listen, guys. I want Americans to help fund CSPOA and True the Vote so they can continue their tremendous work on election integrity issues. And we could literally get millions of dollars just on the spot of one word from Trump. It wouldn't even have to come out of his own pocket. But as far as I can tell, it's crickets, Chris. And that makes me think, wow, what, what more could he want from a group like us? Who more important than a group that leads and, and, and works with sheriffs all across the country and beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court and is syndicated uh, in the media? I don't even understand it, Chris.
2: Yeah, so he's he's not a shepherd of the people. He is a hireling. He just warned us about hirelings. They don't have love for the sheep. He, he doesn't love his people. If he did, he would do the research necessary. And I don't, you know, people make excuses for him all the time, and it, it bothers me. You know, he's not a constitutionalist. He doesn't understand the Constitution. All he, he he operates on instinct. Well, apparently his instincts are way off because he's operating on a completely and totally different wavelength as you and I operate on, Sam. So. And it doesn't matter if his intentions are good, or if his intentions are evil, or if it's somewhere in between. It does not matter. The fact of the matter is, he's got a four year track record of failure to comprehend the principles that made this country great. And I will not, I, I didn't vote for him then. I will not vote for him now. Uh, and people, and I don't lay this so much on him as he's only one man, Sam. He's only one individual that's getting a lot of media exposure. So, you know, that should be a huge red flag, as we talked about earlier, but it's not. I put it at this point in the game, I put this squarely uh, on the American people's watch. They should have sniffed him out by now. I sniffed him out before the 2016 election, for crying out loud. And if I can figure that out, certainly after a four-year track record, and continual betrayals like you have illustrated and like I have illustrated, people should be, be able to catch on to this guy and know that he is a hireling. He is not a true shepherd. He is not on the wavelength that the rest of this country, and maybe that's the problem. Maybe maybe the American people are not on the same wavelength. Maybe we've just lost so much You're understanding. You're right. So, and so I don't blame but, but think about the Fox. This. Go ahead. We,
1: we not only had a press conference, we had the New York Times there. Oh, the we New York Times? At, yeah, we were at Freedom Fest. All kinds of media was there. Uh, we, in addition to that, had multiple sitting sheriffs discussing the topic in a panel. We then sent out press releases to our intent to have all 3,000-plus sheriffs look into election integrity issues. Mike Lindell was there. We sent out this to over 6,500 media outlets. Over 600 media outlets republished our uh, press release regarding this, including huge ones. All right? And Donald doesn't even make a peep.
5: Well, he doesn't have to. Is he, that re- uh, is he that
1: disconnected?
5: Is he that unwilling
1: been. to take on this issue that's so vital he claims? Yeah.
5: Um,
2: no, he doesn't care. He's not on that same wavelength. Or is it, it that know.
1: he knew he would lose the middle election? He'd come back in 24, and he'll be known forever as the great comeback kid. Is it all about manipulating the media to his advantage?
2: He can take a breather yeah, I- for
1: four years. They can whatever, 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 right?
2: Yeah, I think this was orchestrator, and I think he knew that he would lose, and I think he knew that he was going to be required to put up uh, uh, an anemic effort to try to expose the fraud, but not really going deep enough to where he would promote a movie like 2,000 Mules, like he should have been. He should be screaming at the top of his lungs, encouraging the American people to watch this video. It is mind-blowing. It is earth-shattering. It exposes, it, sh- it gives... Uh, undeniable video evidence of people putting 20 30 40 ballots into an election drop box i mean it's visual people respond visually more than any other sense that they have to, to things like this sam he should be promoting it. and the fact that he's not tells us volumes about his real intent and his real intent is not to expose the truth his real intent is to just Create uh, an environment of division and uncivility
1: that uh, eventually.
2: Uh, Go ahead.
1: Listen, listen to this even more. Watch. It says Donald Trump talks election integrity with Dinesh D'Souza. All right. When was this? October 26, 2022, literally three days ago. But promoting the release of his new book, 2000 Mules, and the documentary film of the same name. Donald talked about it with him. But you know what? I don't see any real support of somebody who can do anything. I appreciate that Dinesh is a good guy and he's popular. But Dinesh literally told me personally, hey, guys, you need to work with Catherine and Greg and the CSPOA because you know what? I am just the movie maker. I appreciate that you want to talk to me, but you know what? I can't really move the needle further than I've already done. Work with the people who can. But Trump is talking to Dinesh. So it's all about the Starfest. It isn't about the real issue at all.
2: Yeah. Right? No, it's not. Nope. And Catherine and, and Greg are very sincere. You, you can sense that in the, their tone of voice in the fact that they've invested so much time and um, energy and money into this project. And it looks like it's just going to go for naught. I, I thought it was going to get traction in the general populace, but it, it, not as many people. I, I talk to people about it. Most people I talk to, Sam, have never even heard of it, let alone seen it. So it hasn't gotten the traction that I thought it would. Um, so we're, we're, we're on why. our own. Let me tell you why it
1: hasn't. There's been a few criticisms. <clears throat> and then for the most part, it's been completely ignored in the media. And that's my whole point. Why does Kanye West get tons of media? Why don't they just ignore him? Downplay it. If they really don't like Kanye, don't want anything to do with him, then why not just completely ignore him? Have a blip of attack. Hey, he got, uh, you know, shut down by all these people. He spelled off a bunch of rhetoric. And why not drop it in the news and ignore him? Why not ignore Donald Trump in the news? Why not ignore uh, Elon Musk in the news? We're back to the very start of what we were talking about at the beginning of the first hour. All this media attention tells me it's a love fest. It's a love affair. It's an ongoing thing for ratings and money and everything else. And the truth is, doesn't matter. Okay? They're promoting all these people. They could promote the 2000 Mules movie. Uh, Catherine Engelbrecht and uh, Greg Phillips, they could promote that as much as they do the Donald. And where would we be then? The whole nation would know. Donald could literally say, I'm going to basically pay for these movies to be in theaters across the country. Go to a free showing, compliments of your former president. Okay, I'm just telling you, we can do so many things, but we cannot get the cooperation of the people that really can make the difference, really move the needle. We can do the best we can, and we've done the best, but you know what? We're losing, and we're going to have election fraud, election after election after election after election. You want to know why? Because our friends aren't putting their money and their support where their mouth is, and you got to ask why. Chris, we're about to the end of the hour, but I want you to finish up on this. That's the real bottom line.
2: Yeah. You know, there's a scripture in Romans, and we've used it in the past. It's, you know, because we've turned our backs on God, and this is a paraphrase, and I don't have time to look it up real quick. Because we've turned our backs on God, uh, Sam, God has turned us over to a reprobate mind. And that's where we are as a nation. And it's sad because people in my own neighborhood, my own family, my own acquaintances, I, I can see that. Because they, they talk, nowadays people talk in talking points. You know, they don't really reason through issues like you and I do. And they, they don't even understand what the Constitution is, let alone the principles embodied in that, that document and how they are they are indispensably connected to living a Christian lifestyle today. And how indispensable that document is to continuing to be able to live a free uh, Christian lifestyle into the future. So, yeah, and I've I've basically kind of abandoned ship, if you want. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to quit trying to recruit people back to where we were as a nation when I was growing up, to where we were sensitive to the issues that we discussed. And now we're just we're, everything that we, we live on, we vote on, and we, we make decisions on are talking points, are, are, are trigger points that, that give us a, a short stimulus of, um, of activity. So anyway, I've, I don't know what to say. Uh, get your food storage. Prepare for distressing times. They're coming because God will not allow his spirit to reside amongst the people that have turned their backs on him. Willfully, and you may say, well, no, a lot of people don't even know that they're willfully, willfully doing it. But they, we've become so desensitized that we don't even know the awfulness of our situation anymore. But you know, it, it's going to happen. Bad things are going to happen, and I hate to be that the purveyor of that truth. But to not do it would be to shirk my responsibility in the midst of these goings on, because I know that if I don't warn the people, Sam, and you know the same thing, if you don't warn the people, then their blood will be upon your head and my head. So we have to continue to do it, even though it seems more and more increasingly uh, our message falls upon deaf ears. And I don't want to... Roger to, to that. I'm going to ask
1: my question, and then you can do our outro. We're about out of time,
5: Yeah,
2: Chris.
1: Why isn't Donald Trump willing to back, promote, and fund the CSPOA and true the vote?
2: Why? Well, the simple answer is because if I were Bradley Dean, I think you know who Bradley Dean is. He would say because he's a hireling. He's not a true shepherd. He cares not for his people. Amen to that. The the last word, Chris? Without God, we cannot win, Sam. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving patriots everywhere. Continuing our duty, sir.
1: Lovingliberty.net is the website. Please fund us. Please get involved. Share the word on demand and live, free talk radio. News the networks refuse to use is the what I like to call it. And we have a positive outlook with solutions. We, the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. But it takes us to turn to God Almighty, repent, choose the right, and get up and go to work together, shoulder to shoulder. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States
2: of America.